So the word favor, depending on which English translation you use of the Bible, occurs around 125 times throughout Scripture. Most of those are in the Old Testament, actually. And that's where we find these awesome historical accounts of Bible heroes like Noah and Moses, uh, Joseph, where it says they found favor with God or God's favor was upon them. Now, in the Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew word there for favor, translated favor, looks like chen. But I'm going to, you know, uh, use my, my college education. I've been really appreciating my college education these days because we are looking at the potential cost of having two kids in college. And we're like, whoa, it's an investment for sure. So actually in Hebrew, that's, it's actually cane, not chen. See, that's a lot of thousands of dollars that cost to learn how to pronounce that word. I actually go an extra mile. I'm actually be, being. I'm actually being careful. The correct way to pronounce this is Cain. That's how you really pronounce it. But I'm being careful because I was afraid I was going to spit on the front row there. Cain. It actually means grace or graciousness, uh, or it can even mean charming. Now, about a couple of dozen of the uses of this word favor, the English translation being favor happens in the New Testament. So far fewer times in the New Testament. In fact, most of those times it's used in the New Testament, it's used in the Gospel of Luke and also again in the book of Acts, which coincidentally has the same God-inspired author. So, you know, Luke, Dr. Luke liked that word favor. And the Greek word there is charis, which also means grace. So favor, what is favor? If you go into an English dictionary, you'll find a definition like this. It's graciousness. Something done or granted out of goodwill rather than for justice or reward. It's a good definition, actually, because it's very close to how I would define God's favor. What is God's favor? God's favor is his unearned and undeserved grace. That's God's favor. His unearned and undeserved grace. This whole concept of God doing something for someone out of his own goodwill rather than for justice or rather than for reward, that is embedded, that concept is deeply embedded in the Christmas story, as we would call it. And we're going to see that throughout this entire month together as we go through this new sermon series called Finding Favor. Now, his favor began in the Christmas account with Mary. And we read to you Luke 1.30. It says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have what? Found favor with God. You have found favor with God. God showed favor to Mary in choosing her to bear his son. It, it wasn't a reward for something that she had done. It wasn't something she deserved to happen to her. And I, I would imagine that if we were able to get her to, to give a testimony here, she'd probably say, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't asking for that opportunity. It came upon me as, as shocking as anything that God would choose to use me 
in the way that he used me. It was charis. It was grace. It was his favor upon her that he chose to use her. She had found God's favor. And this was the beginning of God's favor that culminated three chapters later. Let me read to you Luke 4, 18 through 21. Jesus had entered into a church called a synagogue, and he was asked to do the scripture reading that day in worship. So he stood up and he read this scripture, starting in verse 18 of Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And goes on to say, and he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And I like to imagine there was a really long, awkward pause. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say this to them. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I like, let me translate that to you in modern language. Game on. It's starting. The whole purpose of me being born of a virgin and placed in a manger, it's time. It is time. That the favor that began with Mary was not just for Mary, it was for the world. The year of the Lord's favor is here, is what he's saying. It's starting, it's here. It was time for his public ministry to begin, no doubt. That's why he said that. But it was also time for the Old Testament to be eclipsed by the New Testament. It was time for the law of Moses to be fulfilled in the atoning sacrifice of the spotless Lamb of God, which would be him himself. It was time for God to show favor to the world, to give it what it didn't deserve, to get it an unjust verdict. And that's exactly what God did through the newborn baby Jesus. Let me read to you a couple other verses here. In Luke 2.40, it says, And the child, talking about the baby Jesus, And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Luke 2.52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. See, God's favor started with Mary, but it was upon Jesus for the purpose of dispensing it to the entire world. For, uh, let me read to you probably the most famous Bible verse ever, and the verse after that, John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him, in order that the world might find his favor is another way to say that. See, Christmas is the historic account of God's favor being made available to all who seek it. That's what Christmas is. 
It's a proclamation of the favor of God. It's a display of the favor of God. His favor came upon Mary, and it came upon many others throughout that first historic Christmas. And the whole purpose of that happening was so that you and I can find his favor if we're seeking it. His undeserved and his unearned goodwill. And man, I'm telling you, it's awesome. And it's available to all who seek it. And the one thing I've come to realize is we're all seeking something. Every one of us are. And, and at, at the very base of our seeking, it's kind of the same thing. All of us in here really want contentment. All of us do. All of us really want happiness. All of us do. If you say you don't want it, I don't believe you. <laughs> we all want it. Even those of us who are like, you know, I, I, I like the discomfort and the suffering. You know, I, I take it as, as kind of a badge of courage for my Lord and Savior. Even you, when it comes down to it, today you're going to go get what you want to eat for lunch because you want to eat something for lunch and you want what you want and you want to be happy eating what you're going to eat. We will make choices. We will, we will put forth energy. We will arrange our schedule. We will, we will do everything towards us experiencing contentment and happiness. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just a thing. It's just true of us. And the truth also is this. For those who have never met Jesus, who have yet to understand and come to experience his favor, they go on through life seeking happiness and contentment and in many ways never fully experience it. Maybe some temporary versions of it, but not the fullness of it. Because if you've experienced and if you have found favor with God, if you're sitting here this morning and you have found that favor with God, then you know what I'm about to say is true. There's nothing like it. It's a happiness and a contentment that exists that is completely disconnected from the happiness and contentment you can try to have in this world. In fact, every way we could potentially try to find and experience happiness and contentment in this world could escape us, could elude us, and yet, if we have found favor with God, we're happy. We're content. Have you experienced that? It's a beautiful thing. I'm not saying we still don't want to have our happiness and contentment. I'm still going to probably choose something I want to eat today for lunch that I want. But the truth of the matter is, because I have Christ, I have everything. And I have all that I will ever need and have more than I could ever desire. That love and that joy and that peace and that hope that you're going to be singing about all month long or at least hearing about on 93.3, all embodied in the person of Jesus Christ, and if you found favor with him, he has taken up his dwelling within you, and you have it right there in your life, and that's awesome, and that's made possible through Jesus. In all the ways we can experience some of that in this world, if it escapes you and it eludes you, you still have everything. That's the favor of God, and it is life-changing. It is a game-changer. 
And Jesus said, the year of the Lord's favor is now. That's what he said. That favor began that first Christmas with Mary, but that was only the beginning. It culminated at the cross where God's favor was lifted up and made available to all who seek it. My question for you this morning is have you found God's favor? And it's not a hidden treasure. It's right in front of you, (laughs) available to you. All you have to do is ask. Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. This is a a paradoxical statement. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ironically, that is the most unjust thing God could do is forgive us freely for our sins. But that's his favor. His favor is an act of grace, giving us what we have not earned and what we do not deserve. It is an unjust, beautiful verdict upon our lives if we would accept it, if we would simply ask for it. Have you found God's favor? And if you have, are you following God's favor? That's something we're going to talk a lot about in the coming weeks as we approach Christmas Day because I'm telling you this, the Christmas story is is a story of people finding God's favor and following it to wherever it leads them. And I would suggest to you that that's exactly what your life and my life ought to be, us finding God's favor and following it wherever it leads us. That's what it means to live the Christian life. It's what it is to mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It's following his favor. God's favor took Mary to a stable and to a manger. God's favor took Jesus to the cross. God's favor will take you into his good and perfect will for your life if you will follow it. I love Romans 12 too, where it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You can experience his good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. How? By finding his favor and following it. Every day for the rest of your life. You will live free and fulfilled when you follow God's favor. It's freeing. You don't have to figure out what God's will is for your life. You just follow him every step of the way. You just trust him every step of the way. And it's so freeing because you don't have the burden and the guilt of your sin and your shame because it's been forgiven. It's been erased by what he did on the cross. And it's so fulfilling when you know that you're just simply doing what he's asking you to do no matter what that is, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody. And if you want to know anything about that, talk to Mary. She'll tell you. We are freed by his mercy. We are freed by his forgiveness. We're freed by his grace. And we're fulfilled by simply following his will, his favor in our lives. We trust his favor over our desire. We trust his plan over ours. Our lives are simply following the favor of God. And I'm excited to continue this sermon series over the next three weeks because what we're going to do is look at how God's favor affected very specific 
people, characters, if you will, in that first historic Christmas. But as we close our time together this morning, has it affected you yet? Have you been affected by the favor of God? Have you found his favor? Are you following his favor? If you're seeking it, it's right in front of you. The choice is yours. Before I close this in a word of prayer, we sing this closing song. Something you may not know. Uh, you, you, when, you, when you do something, you, you want to, and it's something you're supposed to do well, it, you, you want to, you wanna, you know, evaluate and, and, and make sure you're doing things right. Uh, I actually started doing something I never liked doing, but I started listening to my sermons after I preached them. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Anybody like the sound of your recorded voice? It's not a, uh, it's hard, man, it's hard. But it's something that, you know, I need to make sure I'm not saying, uh, okay, 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 or like, like, like over again, you know, how we can tend to do things like that. You know, so I've been trying to make myself listen a little bit more uh, to me preaching afterwards. And what's really kind of cool is we're so blessed to have volunteers and some equipment here where even right now we're live on Facebook and a recording of this goes on like YouTube and Facebook, our church app, our church website. So it's really cool to allow us to re reach even more people. Uh, but hey, I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound like I'm bragging. I'm not meaning to. But I listened for the past few weeks. Man, the gospel's been laid out clear. Every week. I'm just saying, I mean, I know it was me saying it, but I mean, it was clear. I was actually running and listening to me preach, and I almost got saved again. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm like, I, I, know, I know I sound like a high-pitched Harlan County, <laughs> whatever, when I'm preaching, but the gospel's clear. I was thinking to myself, man, if someone hasn't gotten saved, they either already were or they don't want to. That's what I was thinking. I really was. And, and, and so, and as I was realizing what I was going to be preaching again today, I'm like, man, I, we, we take the Lord's Supper, we talk about the manger and the cross, and all you got to do is ask him and he'll save you, and you don't earn it, you don't deserve it, but it's like right there, you just got to ask him. And I'm just saying again, like, the only way you can walk out of here not saved is if you already are or you don't want it. You're going to have to, like, reject this offer. You know what I'm saying? In fact, in my mind, I'm thinking, how come I've not heard that like a dozen people have gotten saved every week for the past several weeks? Maybe they have, and I just hadn't heard about it. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> but that's part of why I'm going to ask you this one thing I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask it of each of our services today. If that is you, maybe you have been coming, or maybe, maybe, maybe this was your first time here today, and you're like, I want to find God's favor. I'm going to ask him to save me. Because you said, God's word says, if I ask him, he'll save me. That's awesome news. I want that. And maybe you're going to pray and ask him for that in a little bit. But maybe you did last week, or maybe you did the week before that. If you did, I'm going to ask you to do something. This is just a simple thing. There's something amazing about telling someone about that decision so they can be praying for you so that it solidifies your decision. And in fact, God asks us to do that, typically in the form of baptism, it's this beautiful symbol he chose for us to declare our faith to the world. And maybe if you've been coming, you've been seeing. We do that kind of frequently here. I'm going to ask you, and when we begin singing this song in a minute, that if you've made a decision to accept Christ in your life and you've found God's favor, whether it's this morning or in the, in the weeks before, that while we're singing, I'm going to be standing down here. Come tell me that I found favor with God, and we're going to get you signed up to be baptized, and we're going to proclaim 
God's favor in you to the world sometime soon through baptism. All right? So if you've been like holding that back, like I made a decision, but I haven't really told anybody, I want you to tell us this morning that you have found the favor of God so that his favor can be proclaimed through you to others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you've taught us so much about your favor this morning as we begin this sermon series. And God, I just pray right now, if there's someone in this room that has never placed their trust in you, they have never found your favor, that it's just an ask away. Right now, they can call upon your name praying, Jesus, save me and come into my life, come into my heart. Father, I pray right now that if there's one in this room that hasn't found your favor, that they would just ask. You said if they confess their sins, you will forgive them even if they don't deserve it. Lord, I pray right now they would ask. And Lord, as they're asking, help them to know right here, right now, they have found your favor forever. We love you so much, God. Thank you for the favor you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.